You're listening to episode number two of TIEPOD. In this week's podcast, we're going to talk about how to get out of your own way. Sounds super easy, right? Yeah, I didn't really think you'd think so. This topic is one of the most highly requested so far, but it's also one of the more challenging ones for me to address. So I felt it only right that we talk about it sooner rather than later. And to bring the best value to this conversation, I decided to bring in my good friend and sister-in-law to share her journey with you. You're going to hear the real deal today, my friend. No sugarcoating, no shortcuts, just a real woman being brave and taking the steps that she has to to get out of her own way. My friend, this episode has so many gems, so much wisdom, and I know you're ready for it. So let's just dive on in. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to TIEPOD, a podcast crafted by Tiana Ty to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started. You're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Ty. Alrighty, so first, Taryn, thank you for joining us today in the Thai Pod community. We literally couldn't be any happier to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Ah, I mean, I know this is a little bit outside of your normal experience, but I think that piece in and of itself is a testament to the courage that I've seen you maintain personally, especially recently. But before I give all the juicy details away, can you just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I am, um, I was born in Ohio, grew up in Orlando, family moved to Atlanta a little uh, after that, grew up there. And I am also newly married and a new resident of Canada. A lover of God, family, music, books, people, movie quotes. Yeah, I can go on. You know what? I'm I'm just going to do a little shameless plug here. I knew that you were recently married because <laughs> I planned your wedding. <laughs> Oh, it was so great. So let's let's actually dial in a little bit on you said you just moved to Canada. Can you tell everybody about that? Yes. So went through a whole lot. Uh, I want to say 2018 was a big year of jumping um, for me and my husband. So it all started in December of 2017. My husband or then boyfriend, he was with a job and was let go December 15th. And uh, it was kind of a something that we were not expecting at all. And then literally 30 days later, my job uh, let, well, the whole company closed down. So we were kind of looking at each other like, oh my gosh, what are we supposed to do? We prayed a lot. And he was always a big fan of Canada, always wanting to live abroad, always wanting to see different opportunities and different ways of life. So what we decided were we, we would get married and we decided just to move to Canada. We got rid of everything in Atlanta. We came up with some clothes and some dreams and a prayer. And we have been in Canada ever since March 6th. It's so hilarious to me how this sounds like totally normal coming out of your mouth. But literally, you guys started over. Oh, yeah. Completely. Oh, yes. It was a complete and utter new jump in Canada. We are completely new people. It is crazy to think about all the things that we left behind from just physical things, from our clothes and furniture and apartments and his home. And then to we started 
comp- over completely, right? So we had to buy everything new and we had to, all we had were, were clothes when we got here. We literally had to find a place to live and we had to find jobs and career, everything. Everything was a start over. So it has definitely been a journey. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could talk about just that journey in and of itself, probably for about an hour. (laughs) But I guess the point of this conversation today is I really want you to share with everybody because to me, you're a perfect example of getting out of your own way, especially professionally. So can you give us a little tidbit of who Taryn Tai is professionally? Oh, man. So yeah, so just to kind of set a background, I um, graduated high school, and I uh, went to college in South Georgia. And just due to some family circumstances, I I had to come out. So once I got out of school, uh, I had to find a job, right? So I went into retail, kind of an easy thing to do. And once I was in it, I kind of realized like, hey, I kind of like this. I, I'm and I'm actually pretty good at it. So I decided to kind of climb my way up the ladder uh, in in that realm. So in retail, I kind of went up to different management positions, all the way up to a district manager position, which was kind of a highlight and kind of like one of those things I was really, really happy and proud of myself for. And then just the reality started to come in of you know, the the distance between the people that I had and starting to do that corporate kind of pressure of the numbers and the goals and the deadlines. And for me, why I did retail was the people and the passion. And I like helping people and I like training people. and I like seeing them, getting them excited about certain things. So I started to lose that that joy that I had of, of retail in the first place. So I, I had a lot of digging to do. I had a lot of like, okay, I'm not happy. I would wake up in the morning and have literally have anxiety attacks of, oh my gosh, the, here's another day. What's going to happen? What kind of conversations am I going to have to have? It was, it was a really an eye-opening kind of mirror saying, okay, this is what you wanted because of course I was making more money, but it wasn't necessarily making me happy on the inside and in my personal life. From schedules, I was working almost say 50, 60 hours a week and I wasn't able to spend time with my family or I wasn't able to do certain things. So it was a lot of things that I just, I, I found I was not completely happy with, but for the sake of saying, oh, I'm this in my title, was was the sacrifice. So yeah, that that's where I was once we got to Canada. Of course, we had to find a job. So I, I kind of got back into that retail like, okay, well, I'm, I maybe won't be the district manager, but I'll be just another type of manager and kind of saw that same similarity of, okay, this is what's needed, the numbers, the goals, the deadlines, and then the schedules again of, okay, holidays, I can't spend time with my new husband. Um, I, you know, I have to work on holidays and have to work at night and things like that. So it kind of came into that same cycle of job or personal life. It was never a balance. So that's kind of where I I came to a head. Right. And I I think you said something super interesting that a lot of us, I'm going to just call us corporate girls, can definitely, we can definitely connect with in terms of we like the title. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, it's like the title just, it validates us and it motivates us. But really, when you look at the work that you're doing, if it doesn't feed you, I mean, I get the burnout. I definitely get the burnout. So was there an inciting incident that gave you the courage to make the shift? Because I remember you went to Canada, you did all the work of getting the job. You were very successful. So did anything happen that kind of pushed you to be like, hmm, this is not for me? 
Um, I want to say it was, again, I think once I saw the similarities, I think there was a lot of things pulling at the strings. Once, once I got here, I knew that I wanted to eventually get out of retail when I came back to, when I came to Canada, but I didn't know when I didn't have a, a goal or a deadline. And once we got those blackout dates for a holiday. So of course, you know, I, I can't ask off from say October all the way until January. So having that conversation with my husband of saying like, hey, we probably can't go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's or anything else was was it was hard. And then having that conversation even just about our future because we want to have kids eventually is you know, how is this going to happen with kids? You know, how can I constantly keep this up with kids around and then not being able to go home for the holidays and, you know, having the schedule of, you know, not being there with with my family. So that was where I really had to ask those hard questions is if I can continuously do this. So I actually read a book by Simon Sinek that it had an amazing quote in there that just stuck with me. And that was, I think, the, the biggest turning point. Like, okay, this this is why I have to change. Okay, so what was the quote? It is, if you say your job is something you don't plan on doing forever, then why are you doing it now? And I literally just was up all night thinking about that quote, like, wow, why am I still doing something that I don't see myself doing in the future? Um, so that was just the beginning of saying, okay, this is this is it. I, I can't keep doing this. This is not something that I'm going to continue doing and putting my energy and effort into where I'm not happy and I'm not getting something out of it. Right. And so for anybody who doesn't know, Simon Sinek is a very, very popular and widely renowned industrial organizational psychologist. He works a lot with work-life balance and really just making work suck a little bit less. So Taryn, you picked a good one. I'm actually kind of obsessed with him. And I think you make a really good point. It's like, why do we invest? I mean, we work, what is it, one third of our lives? Mm -hmm. So- mm -hmm. If we don't like what we're doing, I mean, there's a bit of privilege in the statement, but why are we doing it? Right. You know what I mean? It's like if there is any other option for us to figure out how we can support ourselves doing something that we actually enjoy, I feel like a little bit of sacrifice is worth it. Absolutely. Do it. Instead of a traditional ad, this week, I'd like to ask you for one little favor. Hit pause, take a second, and subscribe to TyPod on iTunes. That's right, my friends. We are officially live on iTunes, and I am doing a little happy dance right now. It's just one click, and you'll be able to automatically cue all of this good and perfectly free content each and every week. Oh, and did I say one favor? Shoot, I meant two. I'd be so honored if you all could take a moment to review this podcast. Every single review is going to help push me closer to my goal of engaging sponsors, which will enable me to spend even more time in the TyPod community, getting out all the best free resources to you that I possibly can. Your review is going to help push me and keep this thing going. So if you haven't paused yet and you're still listening to my voice right now, please do so. And so you mentioned having some of these conversations with your husband. So was he kind of in on it the whole time or was there like one particular conversation where you really just laid it out for him? No, he was. So my husband is very different from me. He, he is the complete opposite in every way. So <laughs> he is one of those people that grew up knowing his passion. He 
knew his dreams. He knows what he wants. And he goes 100 miles per hour towards it. And he was very patient with me. And knowing that, okay, like I would come home and kind of say, okay, this is not, I'm not happy. I'm I'm kind of seeing the same things. So he would kind of pull it out of me and say, okay, like, is this something that you want to continue doing? And the, the thing that I have to thank him for is that he let me make the decision myself um, and say that this is not something I want, but he gave his full and utter support. And he honestly taught me how to kind of walk on water and, and walk on that that faith that, okay, we've already done it. We've already jumped out here. We've already in Canada. Look how everything has happened. So why not jump out again and see what what's going to happen on the other side of that? So he was in full support uh, of everything. And he kind of knew that it was going to happen. I think he was just waiting on me to decide. And then one day, I just, uh, I pinned it in my calendar, we have a big calendar. And I just wrote down the date that I wanted to submit my, my resignation. And then I wrote down my last day. And I showed it to him. And he was so ecstatic. He was so happy. And he was like, yes, okay, you you, you got it. Now let's do it. And I, I sent him my resignation and, and uh, we, we celebrated. We were, we were happy. Whew. Wow. Okay. So how far ahead did you put that on the calendar? I'm curious. About a month in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. You are a brave one. Like literally. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if, and I know it's not just you. So between your husband and yourself, if you guys can get married and then shortly thereafter pick up and move to Canada without any you know, support system built in, I feel like you guys are pretty equipped to navigate the space of figuring out a new job. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, again, it's all about the the faith. And I know that we have the work and determination to figure it out. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it is going to be hard. I know that there's going to be some obstacles that come up, but the I know the satisfaction of finding it out on the other end, going through the path and the maze and what's on the other side is so worth it. So I, I think both of us know that, hey, we're going to bunker down and, and we're going to figure this thing out and we're going to go through whatever we have to go through in order to, to get to that that passion and that purpose. Right. So you mentioned a maze. So I'm sure it's been I mean, mazes can be kind of stressful. Let's be real. Mm. So how has this been emotionally for you? Give us give us the real deal here, girl. <laughs> It has been a utter roller coaster. Every single day is different. Every single day, uh, even when I was still working and I turned in my resignation, like, okay, was that the right decision? Did I do that? Uh, should I have waited? Should I have maybe make sure we have savings and things like that? And then once I did it, I, just an ease of peace kind of came over me and like, okay, it's done. So now let's let's start walking and really getting into the the grind of finding this passion. And um, again, every day is different. So one day I'll wake up and I'll be crying. And then the mm-hmm. next day I'll wake up and be like, impatient, like, why haven't I found my passion yet? What's wrong? What's wrong with me? And then the next thing is, nope, I got it. I can take on the world. Let's do this. So every single day is different. And it's just working through your fears and working through those doubts and saying, are they real? Or is it something that I'm just afraid of? And then how how do I work through that and make sure that this is something planted in who I am and what I believe in, in my values? I love that. You said a little bit of something about, you know, why haven't I found my passion yet? And I feel like, I mean, so a lot of people know I'm a multi-passionate person. So I like to say there's never going to be one thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but that's just me. And you know, 
So spoiler alert for those who haven't realized, we have the same last name because we are in-laws. So your little brother is like, he's kind of like Tori and he's one of those people where he's like, this is my passion. This is it. I will be doing this for the rest of my life. (laughs) And I'm just like, so we're we're all a little different. It's it's really interesting. But um, you mentioned that the path to figuring out what you're passionate about can be really frustrating and really hard. And I think that that's something that really can't be underestimated because everybody, even myself for a time, you know, we think that, well, there are people out here who have known what they want to be since they're six. You know, when I was six, I wanted to be a chef. I don't want to be a chef anymore. You know what I mean? So I think it is frustrating and it does take time. So what's been your process for kind of figuring out what your passion is? What what things have you been doing? A lot of what I'm finding out is that it's figuring out who I am. Okay. It's A lot of people are, are thinking, right, a purpose is going to be right this big aha moment of this is what I'm supposed to do. And some people do have that. But I think for me, it's figuring out who I am. You know, what am I purposed here for? Uh, what do I do well? What do I do naturally? And asking myself those really hard questions, doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of, you know, right, listening to podcasts and seeing, you know, again, others, others maybe journey and then kind of seeing, okay, how do I, um, you know, fit into that? Or, or what's, what's my, what's my purpose? And what's my journey? And what does that look like? So I think it's a lot of trying different things, not being scared to experiment. I think that was the biggest fear that a lot of people have is if I tr- go out there and it doesn't work and what if I fail, then I, I just you know put myself out there and I look crazy. But it really is just experimenting and saying, okay, hey, if it doesn't work out, that's just another thing that doesn't work. And it's almost like an ex in a dating. Like if you keep dating the same person that you're like, uh, that was like your ex, that may not work. But if you try a different guy, you're like, okay, great. Well, I know I don't like this. So I'm going to date another guy who doesn't have those qualities. So it's, it's, you know, figuring it out and experimenting and not being scared to fail, I think is, is the biggest lesson. Oh, that's so good. Experimenting. So what have you been experimenting with lately? <laughs> so uh, right now I am volunteering my time. So again, it's not always about monetary, but it's just, again, practicing and seeing if this is something that sticks. This is something that I can see myself doing um, on a full-time basis. And it's volunteering at my church. Um, so it's there. they actually have a little store and they need help. So I'm like, huh, I have those experiences. I have those qualities. Why not use that and see if this is something that I can con- continue doing? And it goes towards something better. You know, it's not about me anymore, but it's about other people. And it brings back that passion that I had in the very uh, beginning of retail. So I think, you know, again, just kind of experimenting. I've been doing a lot of other classes, looking online, researching, seeing what other job, like just looking up job titles and seeing what that look like. Um, Does that look like something I like? Does that look like what I don't like? You know, and I even read in another book of writing down the things that you do like about your job and seeing if this is something that you can find in another job. So, yeah, so doing a lot of research, doing a lot of digging deep, doing a lot of right experiments and things like that. Hmm. I have the inside scoop here, but wasn't today your first day volunteering with the church? It was. It was. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. No, and it felt so good. It really did of, again, my time, not just being for me, but putting it into something else, not making it about me, but how how do I help others? How do I use the skills that I have had and 
help again, help, help others? How, how do I help this store? How do I help the people around me? Clearly, I'm here for a reason and a purpose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's all kind of okay, let's let's do it. And let's see what happens from here. But it feels really, really good to get back to the basics and not be clouded by again, that corporate, uh, you know, the goals and things like that. But it's just doing it because I, I like it. And I, I, I love what I do. You know what? My husband and I earlier today, we were watching. Shoot. What is it called? It was on Netflix. I think it's called Seven Days Out. And there's this episode about it's like the number one restaurant in the world. And I want to say it's called The 11th on Madison. It's in New York. And they had such amazing leadership. And what's hilarious is you just literally like verbatim quoted what the owner of that restaurant said. He was talking to his staff and it was about to be opening day because that's the concept of the whole show is they go back a week before the start of some big event. So it's the opening day of the number one restaurant in the world. And he's looking at his staff and he's just like, you know what? The reason why we're number one and the reason why we're so good at what we do is because we find our purpose in not just being the best, it's in serving others. We want to, you know, make these people's night or these people's lunch or dinner or breakfast or whatever it is, the best experience that they could possibly have. So I think you really like touched on something that maybe I don't know, maybe it's like the the other side of purpose. It's that it just feels a lot deeper when it's not about you. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen to that. Right. I mean, I mean, you literally just quoted it. I thought that was kind of amazing. <laughs> but anywho, do you have any regrets so far? No, absolutely not. Good absolutely. answer. <laughs> It is the scariest thing I've probably ever done, um, but it is completely worth it. Digging deep and again, having this time to now ask myself a lot of questions that I may not have been able to do and seeing myself do things that I never thought I would is so empowering and, and amazing and just knowing that there's so much more in store. So no, whatever happens, I, I am ready for and I'm I'm happy it happened. Right. This, this is actually kind of a random question, but I know there's a lot of people out there who maybe aren't in the position where they can actually resign from their job before they have something else in place. But I'm curious because I know that you are the type that does a lot of thinking before you do something. So yeah. what were the things that you did while you were still employed that you feel like maybe helped, you know, helped you in this process? Yeah, so a lot of it was... Um, again, just asking the hard questions and doing research. So if I was still working, is doing the research in um, what what is it that you maybe want to do? Start looking up titles or start looking up uh, even for me, I'm looking up certifications or things that I can do to maybe get into the next title. And looking at job descriptions, uh, I was taking, it's crazy, but personality tests and just seeing, okay, well, like, what does this say about me? Am I in the right path? Am I not? Um, and just seeing that you can really look at it and think it through before, of course, you want to make that big step because it is a big step. Um but trust your gut. Don't second guess yourself because that was something that I did a lot and I wish I didn't was once I know in my heart and my mind, this was something that I wanted to do, you know, get a plan out, think it through, uh, 
I'm a goal person. So I do like 30, 60, 90 day goals. So if I was still in my job, I would have had a 30, 60, 90 day of how to get out of it. What's my next steps? Who are the people I need to talk to, network with, do my research on again, any certifications that I may need to do, but have a, have a goal set for myself to say, okay, by this time I want to be out or by this time I want to do a such and such so I can start getting onto the next level instead of just wishing and hoping and waiting for the next day. That's really great advice, actually. It's just do some of that background research and take little steps forward to at least push you towards, you know, what you want. So thank you. Hmm. I'd like to ask you, who was your greatest source of support? But I, I feel like I know the answer already. Just saying. <laughs> um, God and my husband. He is just, again, his patience with me has been amazing. I think my, you know, and even the people around me, I think was, was something that was a really great, uh, say breath of fresh air was talking to some of my girlfriends and realizing that they're in the same position too. So not only am I not the first, but I'm not the last and I'm not the only one to go through this. So knowing that other people are going through this, talking to them about it and saying, Hey girl, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it too. And just realizing like, Hey, we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure out our purposes. I think again, we all get to a certain age where, Hey, we should have this, like, we should know this by now. We should be doing our purpose by now. And, you know, for those of us aren't, it's okay. We're still figuring it out. We're still kids in this and we're still learning and we're still trying things out. So having that patience. But my husband by far was an amazing support system. He helped me through a lot of crying times and emotional moments. But um, again, it's that patience and walking through faith and walking in the dark. I love that. So what what is on the horizon for Taryn time? Oh, boy. Big question. Uh, I know it's a big question. (laughs) Man, and you know what I've learned is... Not knowing is okay. So I am going to say, I do not know. I know that there's going to be some things that I absolutely love and figure out. And there's going to be some jobs that I absolutely love. And there's going to be some, maybe some jobs that I don't like. But I think on the horizon is just me finding out more about myself, being more comfortable in that and finding my purpose through that. So that's, that's what I think is in store. I can't say for sure where I'll be in 10 years. um, But I know I'll I'll be, you know, loving, loving myself. So (laughs) hopefully that's happy. I know, right? I mean, I feel like you literally probably just spoke to so many people's heart when you said, I do not know, and that's okay with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Taryn, that's actually all that I had for you today. I just want to say thank you. Honestly, to me, you are the prime example of what it looks like to get out of your own way and what it looks like to still be on your path and what it looks like to be brave and just be open and honest. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot tell you how scared I was to do this. But um, again, it's one of those things where I promised myself to say yes more. So this was one of those things where I have to say yes. And it has been amazing. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Yay! I already know my answer, but how great is Taryn? She's just incredible. I feel so lucky that I was able to get her to work with me all the way from Canada to just bring you guys the real deal. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Well, my friend, as always, stay intentional, stay purpose-driven, and you will be just fine.